You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Okay, let's read the word of God standing together before we take our seat, if you don't mind. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, the genesis of everything. Genesis 2 is a very familiar scripture, verse 23. So we are talking about God's family or not, and we are talking about families. Genesis 2, 23, the Bible says, This is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Next verse. Therefore shall a man... <laughs> When you see therefore in the Bible, you pause to find what is there for. That therefore is there for something. Hallelujah. So, in other words, for this reason, shall a man... <laughs> you understand? So, I started for service. Let's sit down. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for coming around. Jesus is Lord. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother... Now, we started by talking about, I started last week, then I continued on Wednesday, and then morning session, I got to the point of reading Psalm uh, 11, verse 3. Before we come to Genesis, let's just Psalm 11, verse 3. The Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So it's a question that when there's a problem with the foundation, when the foundation is faulty, so a marriage can be built on a wrong foundation, and we looked at one which will continue what can be a wrong foundation uh, that can be laid for a marriage. So the Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The only thing righteous do is verse 4, the Lord is in his only temple. That means go and meet the Lord in the temple and let him teach, him, teach you his ways. Verse eight, uh, Psalm 87 verse 1, his foundations are on his only mountain. There are other foundations. Oh, by the way, we should take that aim again to end the service. Wonderful. Amen. We didn't sing it like that while growing up, but I love the bit introduced to. <laughs> On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other grounds. The Bible says his foundation is in, his, is in, in the only mountain. So there is God's foundation. There is God's method. And I gave this warning for service and for those who are watching me live, because we stream live and people send me messages. Listen, I am not talking to you if you are not a Christian. I'm not talking to you if you have not accepted the word of God as the authority over your life. But if you have, let's look at what the Bible says about marriage. Within the last one or two months, only God knows how many cases I've dealt with. Why is that people don't understand how to make the word of God to be the authority over their life? Because somebody wants you to side in with him against his wife or with her, against her husband. But I stay with the word of God. It will help. So once there is a faulty foundation, the only thing we can do is to go to the Lord. And many marriages are built on faulty foundation. So I started with one. Number one, you have to pay attention to that word in Genesis chapter 2. The Bible says, for this cause shall a man, not a boy. So the first mistake is, there are many boys in marriage. And how, see, when you see a scripture, you see answer there. How do you know a boy? For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother. Anyone who is calling his mom, because his wife has put too much salt in, his, in the food, you are a boy. You can be 39. You can be 42. If you report your wife to your sisters and your mother, you are a boy because you have not left them. For this cause shall a man, a man is independent, a boy is dependent. Oh, I've met too many boys. They are 52. He's still a boy. Imagine a guy calling his sister and reporting his wife. You, you. <laughs> we read a scripture earlier, and I want to read it again. I want to be sure all of us are on the same page. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Look at what the Bible says. Paul was talking about this. And for many years, I thought the Bible was talking about providing financially alone for your wife. But what the Bible says, no, for, for, yeah. If any man provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith. He is worse than an infidel. This is strong. Now, you know, for years I thought that providing for your house, you know, then the Holy Spirit called my territory, don't add to the word of God. There's nothing that says money there. 
Money is not the only thing you provide. You provide protection. You provide attention. You provide comfort in the house. A man, a father, is a protector. So when you have him, so the mistake, I said last week I spoke more to men. The mistake that some women have made, already you are married to a boy. And if you, already, if you are listening to me and you are not yet married, you are blessed. And I told the first service, and I'm telling you right now, when you see the man you want to marry, this pastor man was a very beautiful lady. Now, it's not, it doesn't apply to me. See, when you see a man you want to marry, as you look at the man, you like the man. I don't know what you like. Six pack, nine packs, whatever pack. <laughs> whatever you like. You like the man. You like, he's a man of integrity. If he is strong, he's a good. You like a lot of things about the man. Fine. When you finish looking at that, that's just one side of the coin. Please go and look at, he is not without a root. Look at his mother, his siblings. Do you like them also? Because you don't jump into the water and complain of being wet. You don't go to Canada or Russia and say that it is cold here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So people look at, because honestly speaking, some of the cases are presided over. There's nothing wrong. I don't like people interfering in people's There's nothing wrong with the man and the woman. All the problems they have are coming from in-laws. Because there is a boy in the name of a man. Look at the example I gave for her. When I heard that, it is, how, how do, how do, and I've seen about four examples like that. She borrowed, you, 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 she borrowed the money. She collected the money from her, her uncle. She didn't even tell the uncle what she wanted. She protected the guy. She didn't tell the uncle what she wanted to do with money. Gave the guy to do business. And you say in three months, by the fourth month, she asked for her money back. It became a serious fight. Finally, gave her the money. 25 minutes after giving her the money, three sisters called. Uh, so when you give something to your husband, you become God over it. And she was like, did you tell them? I didn't even tell my uncle that I was collecting the money for you. You can't, you can't stop a boy from behaving like that. Any small thing. Auntie, it's 9.30. Anita is here to come back to the house. It's 9.30. 9.30. And then Anita is somewhere. Her phone rings. Who is calling? Mother or auntie? Anita, you say, where are you? As funny as they say, I, 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 I am hoping. I love all of you young ladies in this world. I don't know all of you. It will pain me for you, any one of you listening to me for more than one year or two, to come and tell me funny experiences in your husband's house. It, it will pain me because you, you have a choice. And you are listening right now. Every choice has consequences. So it's important. Now, I'm going to start from where I stopped for something that if you're already married to a boy, <laughs> you are in soup already. You have three choices. You have to pick one of these three. Now, especially if there are serious physical abuses, it kicks you, it punches you. I heard of one guy, one after beating his wife, he started biting her. Sometimes you ask that, ask, are there animals among us? Is, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I told them, I said, the best you can do for some men. What I explained for service, if I'm to talk to mothers, not that some of the women who sit over there, so not that they are bad, but somebody has to tell their mommy, no, it's not so. See, I explained something with the spirit of the woman after first, I should explain it. I explained doing doing for service. When I was younger, I was very athletic. I'm still young. When I was younger, that's a better word. And I could somersault if I tried that now. <laughs> you might come and visit me somewhere. <laughs> you understand? In my primary school, I was the fastest runner. So they started teaching us about relay race. And what we discovered quickly, which you've seen in the Olympics, I think that America or Jamaica or Canada, one of three countries in a particular year, they were like number one, the first lap. I wanted to give the betting to the second, but the thing dropped. They taught us in school, which I found to be true. It is not, when it comes to 100 meters, the fastest will win. When it comes to 1,000 meters and above, the most energetic will win. That's how you see those Kenyas. Utopia is their area. They know how to do all those long distance races. So, the most energetic. When it comes to relay race, the smartest in passing debating. You can lead. By the time you are getting, if the person, our teachers are coaching us that, when the person gets to about 10 meters away from you, you start running. But, 
uh, is, you know, is at his peak. You start picking up. And you exchange the battle when it reduces his speed a little and you're about to pick up your own. That's the best time. When you miss that moment and somebody else is trained better, they might beat you even though you are faster than them. And at times, people drop the bait. So the teacher told me that if you are a right-handed person, you use your left to collect the baiting. You use the hand against the hand the person is bringing with a stick. That was what they taught me. So you do like this, put it there, and then you put it back at your stronger hand because you will become weak if the baiting is on your left. Your, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm right-handed, so I must put it there. They taught us all those things. But when we're practicing, severally, the baiting will drop. Now, what creates friction at times? Mothers or sisters responsible for the growth of a boy. You brought up the boy. You suffered. Maybe the father was absent. And all his life in school, it was with mother, 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 responsible. Oh, we praise God for what you have done. See, mothers, and if care is not taken, another woman has come to marry your son. You must understand where to hand over the baton. You are still the mother. They will still be coming to, but you cannot play the game the way the guy was when he was not married. Is that right? For the fact that he has brought another woman into his life, a change has taken place. You must do what John said. He must I must decrease, he must increase. Even when Jesus handed over to the Holy Spirit, he went to heaven. So you don't see Jesus around again. Because honestly speaking, the name is called entitlement mentality. He's my son. I can still come to his house anytime. Sometimes some friends do it. And your friend is now married. It's come up sometimes a sibling. Before your, uncle, your brother married, he was staying in the house. You could go into his room anytime. But brother, there is a madam in the house now. Mind your steps. And then you are getting angry. It is no more your brother's kitchen. It is now our kitchen. So if she says she wants plates to be kept clean, keep it clean. Don't go there and start creating trouble. Uh, but that don't marry. So that's why you are telling us to watch it now. Yes, that is why you should watch it now. And you know that if a woman, once a man perceives that you don't love his people, the marriage is already beginning to crack. So one of the questions you want to answer when you want to marry is that, do you really love the guy's people? That's very important. But there's no man on earth that will not feel bad knowing that you don't like to see his people around. And according to us, about 60% of women don't always want their mother-in-law to come around. We know some mother-in-law are peaceful, why some are troublemakers. And I said that a real man stands between to be sure there's no issue. You don't blame one for another. If you know that anytime there's a contact, there's a problem. Oh, you are a man. Help the two of them. My parents and my mom and now they flow. My mom flows with all the daughters, all, the, all her daughters-in-law. They love her passionately. But even at that, she doesn't come around. But even at that, Anytime we are doing function, I have made up my mind. I made up before I married that if I marry a woman, she's not going to be a common commodity. So if I'm going for my cousin is doing well, but I can go. My wife stays. She goes only if she wants to go. There's nobody in my family that can force me to bring my wife for any function. I protect my wife. Sorry, brother, we do marry her together. So please understand. She will come for your party if she wants to come. But I will not say, hey, I will say, hey, where you are coming? You should, Thank God my parents don't even do that. They're going to ask, how is your wife? Hope she's fine, it's everything, and they leave it. But the way some people, what you do with her, they, you, know, you, you take her to your village, all the young girls will see that she's the one cooking for everybody. Then she comes back sick. Boys do all that. See, honestly speaking, when there is genuine love, your wife will be interested in what you are interested in. Let her love you enough. When she's with your people, she wants to do things for them, not out of compulsion, but out of willingness and love. There's no lady that is trained well who will be in her husband's house and what the husband's mom carrying things and refuse to join them. It's not possible. But see, where there are offenses, walls will be built. So many times, I talk more to God, a man is a leader. You determine the atmosphere of your house. For instance, now, if a woman marries a man who is, a, who is not a Christian and she, he says you are not going to church, if you go to church, I'm locking you up, he can do it. But you know that it is easier for a man. If a man, even if a man marries Jezebel, she can't lock him in. Except your wife can beat you. <laughs> then there, there is. So that's the authority God has given a man. She might be doing this to be annoyed. She can say, I'm not following you to church. 
She can say things about your child, but she can't stop you. You can't pick your kid and go to and say, okay, I'm lucky you are not. So, oh, my, my husband, sit down there, you're not going anywhere. Then we know that if that happens, then vegetable has been cooked for you. <laughs> because that, 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 that's, that's not normal. You get what I'm saying? That, see, so a man still has his authority. It's his house. He can say, no, I'm going to, okay, I can't force you to go with me, but you can't stop me from going. But he can stop his wife. He says, no, and if he says you are not going, he's the head of the family, you are not going. So it becomes necessary to carefully. So when the foundation is destroyed, if you're already married to a boy, oh, you know, I told them, these are part of these stories, first service. When we have big tricks, that was when the guy came around, 51, 51. And he served in the army. By that time, he was a brigadier or so. He was, he was interested in one of our sisters because he lost his first second marriage. He told me that he had two sons in America like that. And I told him, oh, fine, fine. Whatever happens, if, she lo- if he loves you, I, I, one day we get to the issue of divorce because we can look at it in the Bible. Some people say that once a Christian divorces, you can't be married. It's not exactly correct. Yeah, a Christian can remarry. We will talk about that some other day. I'm not sounding controversial, but we will talk about it. So I told the guy that no problem because people have made mistakes in the past and God will not hold it against them forever. So God will always create an opportunity to begin again. But when you begin again, don't make the past mistake. So I, I saw it, and the lady was talking to me. Then she said something, and I told her, I said, but do yourself a favor. Whatever this guy has said about his ex-wife, try your best. Sequently, get the number of the ex-wife and call and find out. Before you put yourself in a place, find out why the other person left. In some cases, truly, some men tried their best to make their marriage work, but the, somebody, and then in some cases, some women tried also. But it is important that you coming in as a second person, find out what happened before. At least you should know. Then, I started searching my spirit that it was the guy's mom. This guy will go to one of the uh, churches on the express, sit there to fast for 30 days. As he gender, as I'm chief, for 30 days, we just food and drink it. But you see, his mom was so much in him. One day I told Linda, I said, let's just hold on for her. Mommy said that she's praying about it. She knows. 51. So I told Linda, I tell you the truth. When you get to meet the first wife, the mom drove her away. And I said that he has not told you the whole truth. That was not the only woman he ever dated or married. Now you're going to see many of them. You see, I said, let me tell you the truth there. If they, what they want their family, if the mother doesn't want him to marry, leave them alone. Don't intrude into their privacy. That's where some families are. They hold on to, actually, if it's the only boy, you, you have to decide, do I want to be here or not? I helped a sister in Abuja. She's happily married to a wonderful guy. And I said the first service. But on two occasions, she wanted to marry somebody. The mom be shouting at her on the phone. On the guy's body, the mom came and said, he did masters in Manchester. Said everything. Drew vote of time. Say, Ah, Biomawa, we are not begging our son to marry anybody. So those of you that are here trying to date him, think about that. That's a mother. When she told me, I said, and you are still there. And she knows, the mother knows you as his fiancée. And right before your eyes, she said that one. She's telling you in parable that you are not needed here. She waited a little until then one day. And you know, I, I, I can't be responsible for breaking people. I will tell you my part and leave you with the decision. So one day she came to my office and we we're just talking. I just asked her that question that come. This guy, does he have a older brother? I said, yes. How old? 47, director of a bank. Still living with the mom. Then she remembered that the day she went to the house, her mom was shouting at her. Then the mom told the boy also that, whoa, whoa, whoa. The boy, the girl you brought up the last time, uh, I'm not interested in now. Just tell her to stay somewhere. 47, official car staff saying sir to him. The mom is still telling him that. You see, that's it. I said, the third born. So that boy, she was dating was the second. That was the first one. I said, check the third born also. That is the way the mom wants them to be. You have to make a choice. You can please mothers like that. When you follow the same, I said, when a person is in trouble, you have in that kind of when you are married to a boy, you have three options. Number one, you can pack your bag and leave when you're already married, especially where there are serious physical abuses. That's option one. Option two, you can pray that God should change him. But option two is very difficult because you don't know how long it will take God to answer your prayer. So God forbid that he beats you to death before God answers. How many of you have read on Facebook of husband killing wife? Some of those guys did not set out to kill the wife. When you start punching somebody and you continue to do so, Satan will help you do something funny one day. Now, the third one, so that's the second option, you pray, 
And then, but the third one is that you humble yourself and play the game. He wants you to say, guys that are domineering, their love language is unconditional submission. You will know, your friends will know that this is not an ideal way, but you have to do it. If it's object of love and everything, the sisters, when they are around, adore them and there will be peace. It is true. It's a choice you have to make. That look, this is one of the consequences of my, uh, my choice and I have to stay with it. You will discover that if you start doing that, it will start loving you. Once you discover that, what annoys him is that he does not want... So, so others will call it what the American call that this is, a, this is bullshit. <laughs> well, but you are there, you have to stomach it. Maybe the sister comes around, and I've heard about this, they are talking, talking to the sister in the sitting room, in your house, and you are close, and they give you a look that, sorry, we are talking. So a natural, normally, a woman wants to find that, that you are talking to my husband in my house, and you are saying I should walk away. But see, if that will give back to peace, walk away. Just accept that here, this is what I have to do to survive. If you do it for a while, most likely, because I'm trying to help those who are having serious issues, if you do that for a while, you will win the heart of your husband eventually. It is not the ideal thing to do, but it is the necessary thing to do right now because you are in trouble. Guys who are bossy, who are dominating, they will respect a woman that submits unconditionally. I don't mind a woman talking back if I talk. I don't believe a woman should not talk. But it's not so with someone else. So when he begins to say, anytime he talks, he finds it very offensive that you are even answering or you have an opinion. Then keep your opinion to yourself. It's going to pain you. You will feel less than who you are. But it's a choice. If you want peace and you don't want to go by the first two choices, then this is the only choice you have. Carry the mom. Honor her. Worship her. You are the reason why I live in this house. Just worship her. When she's around, tremble. Oh, yeah, before the Lord. Tremble. If she comes in by 12 midnight, be there in the kitchen till one cook. Honor them. He has five sisters. When everyone is doing party, be there, be the cook. Very soon, they will start reporting themselves to you. You are going to be the connector. It's honestly, I know I'm making it funny, but this is the truth. I have seen people in this scenario before. When you are in that, that is the only thing you can, if you don't want to leave. You are praying that God should change you, but the change is not manifesting. This is the only option you have if you want peace. Otherwise, the fight continues. They see, you see, there is something called mindset. Somebody has spoken to me before for asking her husband's sister to return the money she borrowed from. Four people called her and they said, you are not a Christian. See, people's interpretation of things. All the cases that I dealt with, all the cases, most of the mothers are intercessors in their ministry. From a child that does not wear a ring to a child that they pray day and night. When they were bullying that daughter-in-law, they were on seven days prayer fasting. See, there is mindset, mindset. To them, the interpretation, we, we operate more in life, not by facts, by interpretation. So, if a, you are a Yoruba man, if somebody does like this to you, you get angry. But if you do that to another, what is this? What does it mean? <laughs> I, I have not said anything, but I am Yoruba. If I do, if somebody does, I, do, I have an under, there's a way I will interpret it. So you, it's an insult. But see, if, you, if you, you're angry with a Canadian man, and you do like this, he, he, he might call Catherine. what's wrong with him? That's what, <laughs> they don't understand. But you, you understand. So there is a way we, we respond based on how we interpret things. So their interpretation of the fact that you are not kneeling down trembling, is that you are rude. You are not well trained. So it becomes a serious fight in the family. They are in family meetings and they are reporting you with conviction. She's a bad woman. She's a bad girl. She's mannerless. But that's the way they see. So that's why the Bible says, can two work together? Except they agree. So beyond your agreement with the man you are marrying, you have to actually find out that, do I agree 
with the values of the family, the way they think things should be. It's very important. Because the other side of it is that some of the things you are complaining about, some women are doing it for their husband and they are enjoying it, especially if you are from Arab kind of nation. There, a woman will give the husband food and kneel down till he finishes eating. There are, there are people like that, and the woman is okay. She's not doing it under stress. She was brought up to believe that that's the way of life. So already, it's a decision that you have to make. Praise the Lord. So if you are not married, so you understand that love is beyond I love him, I love the way he looks. So it's dark, tall, and handsome, you know, tall, dark, handsome, TDD, or what they call it, TDH, you know. And you have to understand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I will say this to women, and I'll come to it because I will say we have many ways to talk. Listen very well. One of the major skills that a woman must learn in marriage is ability to communicate. The Bible says soft word turneth away anger. No matter what culture is saying, what the Bible teaches is that the husband is the head of the house. And you must learn. We, we say all I've said before that in making choices, make it easier yourself. Marry somebody that you can speak softly to. Marry somebody that it is very easy for you to honor and respect. Because you will need that honor and respect along the line. Anytime people come to tell me there are issues in the marriage, they, they are talking, you know, they report the man or report the woman. Then they say, then she will say that, even me, I'm not, I know that I have my own part too. And you say, sister, can you start fixing your own part? In, in having a godly marriage, you don't wait for the other person to change. You change first. See, something happened in, in um, 1 Kings chapter 12. Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. This is a very interesting story. Many of you have heard the story before. He lost, because of his foolishness, I am speaking prophetically to some now. I, I am sorry. We heal some marriages. I am sorry. Because some find it difficult to say sorry. Just I am sorry. We heal some homes. You know, the Bible says, Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. Verse 2. It came to pass when Jeremiah saw the Yemen Egypt, verse 4, go to verse 4. Okay. Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thy, thy, make thou the grievous service of thy father is every yoke which is put upon a lighter, and we will serve you. Next verse. And he said to them, Depart for three days, then come again to me, and the people departed. Next verse. And he consulted with old men, men of wisdom. That stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived. And they said, How do you advise that I answer these people? Verse 7. And they said to him, Please pay attention here. If thou be a servant unto these people this day, and we serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, they will be thy servant forever. Next verse. But he forsook the counsel of the old men which had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him. We stood before him. Verse 8. Verse 9, sorry. And he said to them, What counsel you give that my answer? These people have said that make our yoke with thy father put upon us lighter. And the young men that were grown up with him said, Thou shalt speak to these people, saying, Thy father made our yoke. This is how you answer them. My little finger <laughs> shall be thicker than my father's lungs. Next verse. My father didn't lay on you every yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Verse 12. So Jeroboam told her to put them. Long and short of the story because of my time. That was the day. Twelve tribes became two. Ten went away. And two stayed. It stood before the people like a kind of um, political rally. And they were telling, this is the son of Solomon. King Solomon, the wisest man in Old Testament. And the people came to meet him. Because Solomon... After God appeared to him two times, towards the end of his life, he started misbehaving. He started of afflicting the people. Solomon actually, you know, he married so many wives. The Bible said that when he was old, his wife turned his heart away from God. So immediately he lost the anointing or lost who he was in God. He began to afflict the people and he was putting load on them. So when he died and his son became king, so they, they had a rally and they came to stand before this. I said, Robert, your father put too more taxes, heavy loads on us. Can you reduce it now that you are king? And he said, go back, I will answer you in three days. The Bible says, he went to wise men. Oh, that was a mistake also that my Taizu made. When the woman came into his life, she made him sack 
all the people that the old man that brought him from the street and trained him to be a boxer. The woman got rid of all those trainers. And that was why the guy started losing. He used his own arm to bring problems. And the last guy to leave told him that if the old man was alive, he wouldn't let you do this. That there is evil in this woman. As if and her mom are come for your money, they are sending away all your support system. And immediately they knocked him down. Madam carried the money and disappeared. My taxi became somebody begging for money. I think they showed 39 cars. Most expensive that he bought, maybe one day, 39, in, in his days when he had money. Became somebody. One wrong decision. And the elders saw the woman. They told him that, ah, no, don't marry this woman. But he said, no. And then when the woman came, he started finding all of them. All the people that were. And she brought new coaches, new trainers. And the guy couldn't find like he used to again. So Solomon's guy, they, they went to me. I said, Rehoboam, do something. He said, okay. Now, they were wise men. Because a wise man will always surround himself with wise men. The Bible says that this guy was with Solomon. They were, Solomon's wisdom was not him only. There were great advisors around him. These were the men. And Solomon went to, uh, Robert went to meet them. What do you think? How do you think I should answer these people? They told him one thing. They said, this is how it works in life. It's a philosophy that works always. That if you serve the people just today, you speak well to them. You humbly, humble yourself before them. He said they will serve you forever. So when people, so when your husband, so when your wife, it is true that change begins. I'm not, I'm not a PC. Uh, I don't know whether they won't change started with anybody. But change begins with you. So they said that they want something from you. You too, you want the allegiance. Say, you go first. Humble yourself before and speak well. He said, okay, no problem. Then he went to young men. And those were saying nonsense. Don't, bad nonsense. Don't, 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 don't sell yourself. Don't be cheap. Be tough. So when they come tomorrow, tell them, I am tougher than my father. Is it me that you are trying to, oh, so my father put the tax at 100 that you want me to reduce it? God forbid, if I'm, I'm making it 200. What we're telling him is, I see, be hard. Let them know you are not cheap. You are not cheap. See, sometimes you can claim your rights and lose your life. It is true. Yeah. Even on the express, I've heard of somebody that they collected the car like that, and they still fighting and they shot him. There are no business of killing him before. On the express. My right, my right, my right, my right, my right. There are times that you let things be. It is true. It's not every right to fight for. Sometimes you let things stay. For to prolong your life, and you will be in a better position another day to correct it. So that's why they will say that the best of warriors are those who know when to fight and when to withdraw. However good you are as a fighter, if you don't know when to withdraw, you're going to be in trouble. Anthony Joshua, as good, as big as the guys, as strong, watching when he's fighting, there are times he hooks the opponent and holds the guy. And then See, to gather energy. You don't go punch every now and then. What my tells there are times he dodges. Ability. A good boxer must know both how to throw punches and how to dodge. If you know how to throw and you don't know how to punch, one will land on you one day. You realize that you are not the only one with sufficient punches. That's the truth. So when you watch others, they are trained, they are tra- I love boxing, they are trained them on how to dodge. I was looking at one. They were throwing watermelon at him. Those guys, they go through. So be a what? And the, the trainer told him that the punches of some people is as heavy as watermelon. So if they throw watermelon at you, boom, and you stand. That is the effect on punches we have on you. So that's why you saw people, when they fall, they can't see. <laughs> they, they fall down, they fall into trance. <laughs> Referee, we have to carry them. <laughs> there, was that, my tassi, there was a guy, my tassi, punched like that. The guy fell like this, got up. Fell like this. God <laughs> fell like that. We just carried it down. Well, that, that's the end of the fight. So, <laughs> it, you understand what I'm saying? Because for a guy that is training day and night, it gets to a point time that the punches become so, I mean, like a tornado hitting you. So, you understand? Everybody that one time said that what they did not allow him to do was to draw his punch at full strength. That they avoided him. He could do this because for to go all the way to the back to gather the momentum. If that one should hit you, that's the end of the match. 
So they managed every, like, like the uh, Evan Dolifield, James Douglas, all those who won him, they managed to be sure that in the fight, that did not happen. Lewis did it very well. He kept spacing it because he is very tall. So they got to the sixth round. When the guy didn't have enough energy to gather, then they opened fire on him. Wisdom. I saw one guy who said, I'm going to fight him point for punch. And his quote told you that. <laughs> he was raining punch on Tyson. He just gave him one. <laughs> By the time the guy got up, he just saw a crowd in the ring. Don't toss. <laughs> All of us, what happened? <laughs> they said, you passed out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think myself, I just started watching one day. I was when a lady did it to a girl. So the guy was, I mean, making mouth and you know the girl could fight karate very well. And he said something and he came. She just pulled his hand like this. And there was one, the guy went here like this in the air and landed and passed out for about 10 seconds. So when he woke up, he asked me, sorry, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> the last thing he remember was that he was talking to a lady and he raised his hand. <laughs> then he just saw people fanning him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you with me? So it's not every time you claim you're right. All those who are here, I appeal to you. Many of us in this church are young. So you can still make a lot of adjustments. A proud woman suffers a lot. And a proud man. So last week I spoke more to men. Women, it doesn't cost you anything to honor your husband. You have a lot to gain. It might be against your ego. Because sometimes in teaching, we put most, so much blame on men. The reason is that a man is the head and a leader should go first. The Bible says, husband, love your wife. As Christ loves, say, wife, submit to your husband. Submission is necessary. A Christian woman does not stay in the house arguing every point. And I said that, I will talk more about communication next week. So this guy lost Ten kingdoms. When he finished talking, he, his name Rehoboam. There was another guy who was eyeing the kingdom, Jeroboam. Jeroboam just told him, you see, he cannot be our leader. And ten tribes left. Imagine if he was a king over two million people. He lost that day about 1.8 in one day. And Jeroboam became their own leader. So Roboam returned. Only the tribe of Judah and one other tribe followed him. Because of his inability to communicate. Many times, as a woman, when you want to talk, put your word mingling with wisdom and love before you say what you want to say. Naturally, we know that ladies say, they say things when they're offended and you talk. And both, this is a warning for both man and woman. There are words you can say because you're angry. When you are, when it seems to be angry, you leave it. But you have created a crack on the foundation of the marriage. But Abila Kone was mentioning this. There was nobody that tried to mediate that could solve the problem. The woman was just making the life miserable for the guy. She, and she was doing it intentionally. So finally, they were in his house one day. And when he said he was about to go, you know what, you guys, do whatever you like, separate. And as they were talking one more time, and the woman said that, I am a witch. And that is what I'm doing to him. And I will frustrate him until we separate. But see, this brother belongs to a church where it must not be heard of. So he didn't know what to do. So Paul said, we know you that you are not a witch. What does he say? He said, I'm a witch. He said, no, you are not a witch. All the pastor said, we know you very well. He said, then if I'm not a witch, ask him now. He knows I'm a witch. So the husband had no clear to what she was saying. Then they begged that then she finally spoke. When they got married, they were going for honeymoon. And they were going to the guy's village. And then the cab that was taking them stopped. So the man came down and he waved Okada. And she said, not today. I can't take Okada today. Now, how can I tell you? Let's go. Back. And it became an argument between the two of them. And the guy just, out of position, just said that, See, since we've been dating, anytime I'm trying to do something, you're always against it. Are you a witch? Are you a witch? You know, they, why are you like this? Just say, you know, just an exclamation in anger. And she kept quiet. Finally, she entered the Okada and they went home. But from that day, she made up her mind to act as a witch. And the guy did not even know that. It was years after. So finally she spoke and the guy remembered. And one like, so that I was just talking and I didn't say you. I said, are you? Are you? <laughs> are you is different from you? Ha! 
until they got to the root of the matter. Finally, she decided to forgive him. But she said that the thing pained her that the first day of their wedding, all her husband could call her was a witch. So she made up her mind, okay, I will now show you what it means to be married to one. We must be careful what that we use. There is a way you can speak to a man that he will lose confidence in life. There's a way you can speak to a woman. She begins to feel like somebody that is out of place in that house. I don't like what you are doing. Say it, I don't like what you are doing. Don't add words. Try to use expressions. Deep words to communicate how angry you are. If you are true, if two of you are in love, she should not angry you are without you even saying anything. When I say I don't like something in the house, they know what I'm saying. I don't need to shout it. By the time I begin to say to her that, don't you know I'm the head of the house, there's something wrong. Imagine you standing before me and say, don't you know I'm a man? Then we'll check you very well. Nowadays of transgender, we have to be sure. Because it should be obvious. You are arguing about what should be obvious. I am the head of the family. Don't you know I'm the head? Who is, who is, who is challenging you? Who is disputing? Who is asking for your throne? Are you with me? Is somebody with me? See, there are opportunities. The only reason why people will not say what I'm saying, choose this day. Is the word of God the authority over your life or tradition? I say this without any apology. Anywhere where there are bashes, blood flowing, somebody being kicked, I'll be the number one person to advise the woman to leave. And I'll give all my support necessary. Military or police, if need be. If you're a member of this church and there's a guy bashing you, beating you to death, I will stand for you. We can talk about what you are doing as bad later, but I cannot, I cannot be a pastor. Go to hear that they beat somebody to death and she's a member of this church. No, 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 no. You, 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 we have to let the word of God rule our hearts. And I've called one or two people into order like that before. So somebody said, I'm not there. I've witnessed this kind of thing, and I've told some, I've told, I mean, I've told the guy before, if you do it again, this is someone's daughter. I said, imagine me organizing boys home and beat you up. This was also those of you that are not married. Please marry a man. Let there be an authority figure in his life. Somebody that you can report that you know if yes. God forbid, imagine Captain D now saying that he's beating. The guy even do that. His own, I won't pray. After Sundays, I'll just gather seven boys. We go to his house. Thorough beating the righteousness. So you see, this is how it works. <laughs> and we go. And we tell anytime you're bitter, if you can't stomach somebody punching you, why are you punching someone else? You can't take somebody beating you, but you are beating someone else. Amen. So, if, if your son comes, your daughter comes home, she's in primary school and she tells you that one boy is punching her in school. Won't you go there? If you don't go and scatter the school, you are not a very good father. So we think that because we are believers, we cannot do some things. No. Kenneth Egan Jr. has gone to fight on behalf of a child member before. And God was not angry. <laughs> no, it's true. So you meet, a, a daughter will come and tell the dad that, and you can see bruise on your daughter, and you now, and say, what did your teacher say? I didn't say anything. Ah, that teacher is in trouble. We must visit that school the following day. There are some fights that when you fight it, everyone is not angry. You are in a bus coming down with your mom, and a downfall guy is punching your mom. So what you will do, say, in Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, the Lord has teaching my hand for war, and my fingers for battle. Oh, your, your wife is be, by, beside you and one naughty guy is trying to rough and do your wife and you are there. So when you get to heaven, God will blame you that you are not a protector. You are not, you are, you are not providing protection. Move back, pray in tongues and roll your sleeve. <laughs> Dear Lord Jesus, thank you. <laughs> Let's hope it's not somebody that, you can, that can beat you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are, you, are you with me? Honestly, that you are listening to me this morning, if you are not married or you are married, 
It's an opportunity. God never condemns anybody. When we say no marriage is perfect, it's true, but not some extreme things that some people practice. Everybody, people argue, people exchange words at times they are about it should not lead to physical abuses, it should not lead to and please. All of you men listening to me, young guys in particular, not married, I am pleading with you. Begin to lay the foundation. If you know that you have a sister that has a strong hold on you or your mom, please leave these sisters alone until you resolve that. If you discover that you, you know your own people better, that right now, the way I am, my people will encroach on this marriage. Do well for yourself and your lady. Please leave them. Don't marry you. You are still a boy. The day you are able to tell them in the house to be independent, I, 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 my, my, my father was one time local government chairman. So, he was local government chairman under which governor. My father does not need me to give to him. But I do it because that's what the Bible commands. So it's not broke. But then I do so. When I was going out, we had four cars. I, I, I do so. I still give. I honor them. Even though they might not remember that I have an uncle is a senator and now he's a minister with the federal government. Now, senator Mamra. You know, you know that. That's my mom's immediate younger brother. So that's the kind of family. And my grandpa was in politics where a so has very close friend. So they don't exactly need. My mom, if she needs anything at all, our brother can sort out all that. Myself and my uncle senator, we live in the same estate. We see from time to time. But I have never asked him for one naira before. And he knows. Maybe the day we are moving to the new place, he will come around. Because he's aware of what we are doing. We see him as a pastor. You know, it's, it's, it's that. Bible says, let no man despise your youth. Be an example. When I was here, I visited their house. And I told his wife, I said, Auntie, me, I'm not staying. He said, I didn't see so close. I'm still going back to Bano right now. I never passed a night in their house. But this one uncle that who loves me so much. When we talk, we talk as prayer. He's always punching and gisting with everybody. But he knows that we never ask anything. This church has been in serious need in the past. And I said, no, I'm not going to. I will not. When I first started pastor, I refused to go home. Because my father would ask about my state. We're just about seven or eight in the church then. There was a Christmas time that I did not even want one night on me. I was staying in Antonio, along Logan Street. I was upstairs, lying down on the chair. Everybody was, I did not have transfer here to go home. And I didn't want to tell them. If I tell them, my father would have sent the driver to come and pick me. So I was just lying down there. It was around 4.30 in the evening that my landlady noticed that somebody was upstairs. And then she sent her daughter to bring rice. I know usually you first of all pretend. I said, ah, no, no, don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> Even though, you know. But the girl said, mommy said, I should, I should drop the food. That day, you know, I cried for you. I said, Lord, so you remember that here? Because I was just watching TV. I wasn't even praying. I was just watching TV. The people I was staying with, two guys like that, they were also couple. They had gone to their parents' house in the Jew, and so I was the only one at home. I was just there. No food from money to live. No even water to buy, money to buy people. And I wasn't ready to talk to anybody. But then God responded. So I, I can understand things. I dated the lady one day. She was Miss Abuja. Very beautiful lady. And her father was in National Assembly, the Abilonians. What created the problem was because she would come, and she was, she was actually saying the truth. She would call me for hours, just sitting on phone. She loved me. But see, I would call her for one minute, and credit will finish. <laughs> and she started feeling that maybe I didn't love her. She complained, complained. One day she called me and said, you know what, it's over. And I, as usual, in my usual nature, I just said, is that what you want? No problem. And I paid that more that I didn't beg. Even though I was like, oh, so, so I sent a friend to speak to her and see, things will change. That it's not that I, I don't want to go to my father's house. I am now, I served in NNPC, I finished work, I'm out in Lagos. This is what I'm doing right now. I am not going to my father's house. My auntie is here. She was here that time in Okwebe and she's still there. That massive structure in Okwebe, first foundation hospital. And a duplex at the back there. I stayed with her for two nights. Then I moved to my friend because she wouldn't want me to be a pastor. Out of sympathy and compassion. But I said, I said, this is my way. Now, the same, I think one of the meetings we had somewhere, she came around. She's still there in Okwebi now, but she can't see me in that light again now. Because I heard from my, my brother was the first pastor after school, he went to Abuja. And my auntie had a problem with that. She called Senator. How can you let the lay? How can it be? Pastor is not looking for a job, he's not doing this. And thank God for Senator. My uncle said, Auntie, leave them alone. Let them live their life. Because my brother just got married then, and there was nothing. They did not have a furniture, nothing. His friend came, a doctor in National Hospital Abuja. They all slept on the same bed. My, wife, my brother's wife, my brother, my brother's friend. That was the only phone. Then my father went to do a conference in Abuja when he was still in the morning. Then he, he came, then he went to the house with his friend. 
His friend entered the city room and thought that was a lobby. There was something that was going. <laughs> My father said, come. <laughs> and there was a day himself and his wife sat down. They were crying. They cried so much that, Lord, why? Now I read their Greek, you know, why? And the wife to cry. They cry, cry, cry. Then the money goes, that's it. Watch what will happen. So, I, I am saying that a man must be independent. If you are hearing me now, all of you young men that are here, I plead with you in the name of the Lord. Honor your family, but don't bring them into your marriage. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Please. If you, please do this. I am pleading with you right now. Young men, if you know that somehow they correct, control everything you do, they talk to you, Truly, they've invested so much in you. You are not leaving them. It's your duty to give to them, but don't bring them into your marriage. That they are telling you what to do part-time. That anybody, it is wrong for your siblings to pick up phone, call your wife or call your husband, and begin to talk to the person negatively. If your siblings should call, it is to greet. They can call you and spark for you. But it's not right for them to call your wife and start talking. Or call your husband and you allow it. Because you are the one reporting. No. Marriages like that don't, lie, don't last. You are going to make it difficult on both of you. I hope somebody is hearing me. I am talking to you from my heart. Somebody's wife did something to him one day. Something very bad. Actually something very, very bad. And... After a year, she found that he didn't tell the, the, the mother. And the guy said, and this guy and his mother, they are like this. But he said to the wife, he said, if I had told them, that might have ended this marriage. He said, because when I forgive, they might not be able to, then the tension will continue. He said, now, if I have forgiven you and they have not forgiven you, they will finally put that poison back into me and the marriage will not. It's not everything you tell people around. Yeah. It is very important. It's not everything. We bless the name of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that homes will be healed. Shall we rise? Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.